This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeremy Wolf. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wolf, and today I am joined by Dr. Helen No. And Dr. Dr. No is with Health360. Dr. No, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. It's our pleasure. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. So please, let's get into this. Tell us all about Health360. Health360 is a clinic, which you could call it concierge medicine, but it's concierge medicine at an affordable price, meaning that you get the one-on-one. It's a very intimate setting. Your appointments are very long. So we don't just look at the focus of why you're here. We look at your body as a whole. Um, I, I have also extensive life coaching um, skills and, and, and credentials that allows me to deal with not just the body, but the head. Um, you know, your, your head is attached to your body. So you may have ailments that are, that are rooted in the way you live, your lifestyle, how you choose to live, how you manage your stress, how you organize your life. And, you know, it is looking at all that. We don't take insurance because insurances are not there to help you get healthy. They're just there to pretend that you're healthy. They're there just to scratch the surface of what your problem is. They're not, they're, they're more so problem oriented in the sense that you tell them what's wrong with you and they'll order a couple of tests and then they'll come back and they'll give you a prescription for a handful of pills and they'll send you home knowing that you'll come back because it's not going to treat the root cause of the problem. Band-aids for the, for the underlying condition. So is your model a DPC model? Yes. So that's uh, for listeners that don't know, that's direct primary care. Can you talk a little bit more about how that works? Cause I've had a guest before that does the DPC model and I found it very interesting. This, right really trying to treat the underlying issues and the, and the overall body and well-being and not me- meeting with their doctor once a year for a quick checkup just to see what's wrong. And like you said, throwing a bunch of pills at someone to fit, you know, to give temporary Correct. relief. The idea is to looking at, is, is looking at the body as a whole. You have access to me from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, my memberships are less than 150 bucks a month for the highest, you know, rank. And that's based on age, secondary to the fact that as you get older, you kind of need to see me more often. Um, the basic, basic labs, you know, are less than a hundred dollars for members. Um, it, it is making sure that you have access to a provider that can answer your questions, especially for families who have children, children, you know, deteriorate very, very quickly. Um, dehydration is a big problem right now. You know, kids are back in school. We just had the, the, the holidays, the entire family went from, from, came from all over the place. Everybody got sick. I got 56 COVID cases between Christmas and new years. And when you have a kid in that equation or you have an elderly in that equation, time is is, is essence. Um, so, you know, the, the idea of having access to someone who can tell you, OK, yes, it's time to freak out. Or, you know what? Come to the office, even if it's 10 o'clock at night, December 31st, 2 o'clock in the morning, I had a motorcycle accident. You know, she split her mouth open. She split her head open. I had to drive back to the office. I had to stitch up the face. I had to stitch up the head, get the imaging the next day, make sure that there was nothing wrong with her. Thank God everything was good. But. If she had gone to the ER for that, that would have been a $30,000 bill. And she ended up paying me $700 for her stitches. Oh, wow. So I think a lot of people that hear about the model, the DPC model, they have like regular type of insurance and they think to themselves, well, why am I going to pay additional monthly fee to add this? But if, I'm not, if I understand correctly, there are all sorts of insurance products out there that can be tailored to kind of supplement what you're doing here. So you could have a direct primary care model where you really focus on your health 
not just once a year checkup, but like, like you talked about more of a collaborative effort on whole body wellness um, and then get insurance to supplement the real major catastrophic type stuff. So you're not so really paying a high I, premium. I, I, on I practice what I preach. I don't have insurance. I choose not to have insurance. Oh, wow. Um, my kids don't have insurance and they're grown adults um, because both my children work in a place that could actually give them insurance. When they look at what they pay a month and what it would cost them to actually pay out of their own pocket to come see mom, uh, they're like, mom, why am I doing this? So at the end of the day, none of them, you know, opted to take insurance. And, and you know, there are plans out there like Zion or, you know, um, or um, Sedera that will actually give you a accidental and, and major medical coverage. And these are also, you know, cost sharing, meaning that they will go to war with the hospital systems if you end up in the hospital to fight for you so that that bill becomes a lot lower. Um, I had an incident not too long ago where I had a patient that came in. She's like, listen, I want to use my insurance that I have from work to pay for my labs. I'm like, do you realize that the labs that I'm doing for you are not what primary care, what your PCP will order? I'm ordering a lot more based on what you're telling me in my conversations with you. And they're not going to get covered. She got a bill for two grand. If she had done those same labs with me, it would have cost her out of pocket 180. It's a choice. Very interesting. So talk tell us a little bit walk us through your journey in in medicine have you were you always in the dpc model did you start off in uh, in another space talk about your journey and how you kind of ended up where you are today so i'm originally from haiti i'm emergency trained i i i got my training in israel i'm trauma certified this is this is my bread and butter um this is what i like my i i i i work better under stress it's it's sad but that's just the way i, I was built um, I was 10 years old when medicine chose me and I've always, you know, decided, I mean, there's two ways you can do about that. You can actually, you know, go with the flow and what, what the universe has planned for you, uh, or you can fight it and you spend your entire life miserable. It's a choice. As far as I'm concerned, I don't ever go to work. I, I do what I love. I'm passionate about what I do, you know, and oftentimes it's, it's the not knowing, you know, that sends me to look for more. Um, it's coming across, you know, cases that are like, hmm, where did that come from? That's not part of the textbooks. Let's just dig into that a little bit deeper. And that allows me to open and, and broaden my, my, you know, my expertise, you know, with that. You know, I've had a couple of super complex cases that, you know, top-notch physicians are, are just through the towel at. And, and, and ultimately, when I do, you know, body composition to see exactly where the body is, when I do things like functional labs to see where your inflammation markers are, where the body is suffering, where the body, I, I listen. It, it's that simple. I listen. So how, how did you end up training in Israel? Uh, that's a long story. I'm Jewish and... And that's a weird thing. I have I have a French mother, a Haitian father, and I chose Judaism for you know personal reasons. Like Christianity was not talking to me. Um, the other available options were not talking to me. But yet, you know, as as a scientist, there's a part of me that says no, no there's nothing above my head. And sometimes I see things happen, and I'm like, damn, I didn't do this. Um, it's not my hands. It's not my skills. It's not my brain. Somebody else did that. You know, when when I've delivered babies that I. I was 100% sure I was going to deliver a stillborn, you know, that kid came out and, and took a breath. And I'm like, damn, okay. So I, I do have to look up and say, okay, you got it. This was you. It's not me. I didn't do this. Um, and, and Haiti was a country where we didn't have any emergency medicine. We were not prepared for that, yet we suffered a lot of casualties. A lot of times, you know, um, tra the, the, the 
public transportation, if you can call it that. It's a lot of buses that are overcrowded. When there's an accident, there's between 15 to 30 people you know, injured. And we have zero way of, of managing that mass casualty. And Israel is the best place to learn that because they're constantly facing casualties and in mass amount. So I did that. Um, and that was, that was a, a huge lesson in humility, I have to say. Um, first of all, didn't speak the language. Second of all, I was I was hybrid. You know, here I am. We decided to embrace Judaism, and and I'm I'm half black, half white. So the black side of me was not welcomed very well. They were like, "You're not Jewish." I'm like, "Dude, I did way more work than you. You just went through the you know, vaginal canal. What what merit do you have?" <laughs> so that was that. Um, and then you know, you know, and ended up, you know, getting married, having two kids, and and you know, eventually went back in, home. In, in Israel? No, no, no. I moved back here. You moved back when? Okay, you moved back here. Yeah, and at the time, you know, Haiti was closed. We had we had problems. We had embargoes, and it was complicated. Then you know, went back to Haiti in 2006 when things looked like it was semi semi normal. Opened the ER that I've always wanted to open. You know, went through red tape and had to you know put serious set of balls on the table. Um, so I could get that done, got that done, and then the earthquake happened, and then I lost that. I lost that, and it's like one of big, the biggest losses for me and for my country because I, I I had the only emergency room this country had ever seen, and the things that I had implemented were actually my my downfall because I had finally implemented having oxygen available through the walls, which is what we have in the states, but in Haiti we never had it. You had to schlep a bottle of oxygen with you everywhere you went. So whether it was nitrous, whether it was oxygen, you know, for surgeries or whatever, you had to schlep this thing with you. And I had managed to have it done in the walls, even though the oxygen nitrous was still being delivered to a basement and brought up, you know, the old fashioned way. But I had it in my walls, meaning that if I had a patient that I needed to sedate right away, I could do it. If I had a patient that I needed to hyperoxygenate right away, I could do it. Um, and Haiti is a, is a violent place. It's a lot of gunshot wounds, a lot of massive accidents, a lot of trauma. It, it was, it's a lot of gut and, and, and gore. Um, and, and you have to have your heart attached and you have to have your shoulders strong and you have to have a backbone. So, so and, and, and practicing medicine in Haiti is dangerous. Is dangerous because I've, I've had a gunshot wound come in, in the ER and then here I am trying to put this, this boy back together and I have this, you know, this cold metal on my temple and it's the gun of the guy who came to finish the job. So, wow. it, and it's like, okay, and here I am not turning my head and continuing to working and ultimately I don't know what went over me. And I'm like, listen, if you kill him, you made a, you made a widow, you made an orphan and you made a mother cry. But at the end, if he survives and he's crippled, he can see you pass by every day and know that you put him in that chair. And it took him, I don't know how long, but it seemed forever to me. And then I just felt the, the metal go away. And that's how he walked away from the ER. And that's how I was able to save that boy. Heavy stuff. Wow. But that's 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 why, you know, in, in my current equation, I am very good at what I do because as a DPC owner and because I don't follow the rules and the and the and the insurance, you know, red tape, I'm a, I'm I'm able to do a lot more than your regular primary care um, provider would do. You need stitches, I can put them on. You need x-rays, I have access to, you know, a handful of imaging centers. When, if I pick up the phone and I call, I said, I need an x-ray now, I get it. Um, I, I have someone, if I need an ultrasound right away, I can I can wake that boy up and he will come to my office and give me that ultrasound right away. Um, I have IV therapy, someone is not feeling well, someone is, you know, overly dehydrated because of nausea, vomiting, especially our kids. You know, this is something I can do. 
there's a lot of advantages of having access directly to a provider who can give you what you need rather than you spending four hours in an emergency room and being schlepped around and then people look at your insurance coverage before they decide if you're worth you know the iron infusions that you so direly need but they'll be quick to give you a transfusion that's going to cost your insurance three times more and have you stay in the hospital a little bit more to monitor for sides and effect and, and, and symptoms of possible interactions yeah, I think you're speaking to a, a lot of people out there who are frustrated with the healthcare system, the insurance, the red tape, the, the billing. It's it, it, it's almost extra confusing intentionally. Right. So and, and, the and the worst thing is, yeah. and the worst thing is, I'm in the process of opening a, an insurance-based clinic because of those patients that I have who are telling me over and over, "Listen, I love what you do, but your membership, you know, right now things are really, really tough." You know, I would be willing to just take whatever that, you know, that insurance is willing to cover because, but I don't want to lose you. But I'm realizing that I've, I've opened this clinic since 2022 and I'm still not able to open because of the red tape that the insurances are putting in front of me for me to actually get credentialed with them. I'm like, this is a serious hemorrhoid. Sorry, you said you opened the clinic since 2022, but you're but, you've still but, not been able the new one, the, the new, new one, one. For, for the insurance. Okay, right. got it. And, and you're but still, because there's so and much I'm still, red tape. I'm to... still not able to operate. Yeah. But wow. yet I have to have a location. I have to pay rent. I can't get credentialed. So here I am. Wow. Right. But, but you know, America um, is, is weird that way because when, when I look, you know, unfortunately, fortunately, I was exposed to Israel. I was exposed to France and I was exposed to Haiti. So I know what zero healthcare looks like. I know what socialized healthcare looks like. And I know, you know, how, you know, what it's supposed to do. When you look at America and you look at a place where it's supposed to be the greatest country on earth, where the two things that are most important in one's lives are education and health. And those two things are the most expensive ones here. My education that I had to redo here cost me $160,000. Yeah. Yeah. So how can our listeners learn more Share with us your maybe your website, your contact information. Let us know how we can reach you guys. So the website is health360dpc, as in directprimarycare.com. Um, we are, the phone number is 954-800-0097. This is also a number that's on WhatsApp. So wherever I am in the world, because I do do a lot of humanitarian work, I still, I, I still do um, cervical cancer treatments in Haiti. I go down because this is something that's not taken care of and it's a silent killer. It kills a good amount of our women. Um, so it's something that is very hold and dear to me. And, and that's something that I still work very hard at. Um, I'm on the board of director of Capra Care, which is an organization that focuses on delivering health and education and giving you know people tools so that they can better themselves as a whole. And my job is to make sure that we try to eradicate cervical cancer in Haiti. And, and I intend to do this before I die. So I don't know how long how long the man upstairs has for me, but he needs to give me time to finish this. All right. We will, of course, link in the description to all of your contact information. Dr. No, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. It was truly uh, uh, wonderful getting the opportunity to learn about you and your story and your business. We appreciate all the good that you do for our community and beyond. So again, appreciate having you here. And thank you, our listeners. Thanks for tuning in and we will catch you all next time. Everyone have a wonderful day and stay healthy out there. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Cooper City. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to GNPCooperCity.com. That's GNPCooperCity.com or call 954 231 
3170. 